Hi, this is Elizabeth Collins of New Zealand Vegan, and this is part two of the interview with William Paul, student of Selwyn College in Auckland, New Zealand. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Is there anything else that you wanted to um, bring up, um, just in general? Um, I just think, I guess, for anyone who's listening to this who isn't a vegan who's I suppose just thinking about heading in that direction I mean just mm. just I mean all it takes is thought I mean that's what I did I mean yeah. you just I mean you just need conscience and you just think about it and then you can make the connection and just understand understand what happens it's just it's quite simple it's very simple and it's very logical we're very lucky and the best thing about it is it's an individual choice mm. okay so that's that's what one person can decide to do it immediately starting from now they can decide to yeah. do it it's not like trying to get somebody to become a millionaire well, or get a qualification. I mean, it's, or get a qual. It's it's you can start yeah. from from one moment to the next. You can go vegan, and all it is is changing your, the way that you consume, because that that's what we're doing is we're creating a demand for these products. Mm. Um, and how old are you again, William? I'm fifteen. Right. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, I think that more and more young people are waking up to this. And um, now. What about your regular friends? Let's talk a little bit about um, just what it's like for you um, in New Zealand um, as a um, 15-year-old vegan um, uh, male. Um, how, how are your f friends taking all this stuff? Well, I mean, they know they know I'm vegan. I have one friend in particular who who can be quite judgmental about veganism and mm. about not eating animals and their products. Okay. And for I mean, for example, I actually said we were just talking about I don't know how we were talking about this, but we were talking about my veganism and we were talking and I just said to him, Well, I'm going to raise my children vegan mm -hmm. and then he just said, Oh, but why would you do that? You don't force your beliefs onto your kids. I mean mm -hmm. Yeah, he he could not get that. Well, let's talk about that one a little. I think you and I had a little chat about that. Um, do you remember what you said said back to him at the point at that moment, or? Um, I think I I just said to him, well, that's what I believe is ethically right. I believe. I mean, I mean, I'm not a meat eater. I don't consume animal products, so there is no way I will feel comfortable. Like for my children to be mm. doing that, and if I have children, like for my children to do that, I mean, I won't feel comfortable doing that. And I know it's ethically wrong anyway, and I don't yeah. want to bring my children up to be unethical. Well, to not, yeah. See that that's fantastic. I'm really glad you brought that up again. And uh, to be honest, you've given me an idea because I think that needs to be addressed. And um, I'll just briefly say, if you just bear with me, what I said to you is like that really got me thinking when you told me about that because I think that that's an important topic. And what I would say to that is, you know, what we're doing um, without being judgmental or trying to act superior. I mean, it's just purely logical. We're we're making an ethical choice not to cause pain and suffering for unnecessary reasons. We're making a a choice to be uh, to fulfill our moral obligation. 
Um, so with regard to, you know, you can't force your beliefs on your children. Well, I don't think that, I think that he misunderstands the point because we, we very much teach our children to not be violent. I mean, if you, if your child, if you saw a parent, um, if a little kid attacked another kid and punched his head and then that person's parent said, you're not allowed to do that, that's unethical and how dare you, you wouldn't turn around and say that parent was forcing their beliefs, you know, on their kids. Because that, th there's a difference. You can't force your kids to, you know, when you say forcing your beliefs on your kids with regards to, um, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast episode about this. Yeah, and often people just, I mean, society, the world, I mean, whatever is is illegal is wrong. I mean, veganism is, it's not legal or it's not illegal, but a lot of people view it as being quite drastic but it's not it's it's a good thing yeah. if you choose to to be a vegan for ethical reasons yeah good point and i re and i mean i do believe i agree with gary francia that the reason that people think that it's so drastic is because it's portrayed as drastic by the animal rights movement itself the so-called animal rights movement itself so you know we need to just change that um and it's up to us in our own individual lives we can't do anything about what other people are doing it's not drastic at all and that's why i say when it's a, like a quote-unquote a vegan group or whatever it's open to everybody um and it's it's just to show them that it's not drastic it's actually very very simple, you know, simple thing to do. And um, we need to get away from that. We need to stop stigmatizing that word. We need to stop. It's not drastic at all. It's no more drastic than yeah. not engaging in child molestation. It's no more drastic than not engaging in, in murder or genocide. It's no more, it's not drastic at all. It's just morally consistent, as Gary yeah. Francione says. I mean, as, as you said, you know, it's teaching your children to be young pacifists. It's teaching mm -hmm. them to do well what is what is morally and legally acceptable mm. for a human to human environment exactly. is teaching them to do the same to other species absolutely it's not about forcing i mean that's just so sad that we still have to deal with that nobody would say to a mother to teaching her children not to be a racist that she's mm. forcing her beliefs on her children there are beliefs that are just innately as a bit for the betterment of our society as a race as a species as a as a living being we need to teach our children not to be racist we need to teach our children not to be sexist and we need to teach our children not to be speciesist so um i think that that's one that we do need to address um people are very confused about the issue and one of the reasons they're confused is they think it's unhealthy and they think that these children are going to get malnutrition and die if they become vegan so yeah even yeah, and I also even just examples of parenting I've just seen in the street is that parents often don't tell their children why they don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though this can be about anything, they don't tell children why it's often wrong to do this or why yeah. it's good to do that. I mean, you have to. I mean, it's like as you say. I mean, eat your steak, but don't pull the cat's tail. It's just mm -hmm. like that. I mean, for a child. That that's quite hard to comprehend and yeah, it make the connection between the two. That's well, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's not logically coherent. And I think you're right. I mean, um, I mean, I um, I'm, I've I have never had children. I've have been a participant in the raising um, of in the formative years of some lovely, very close children. They're big now, um, but um, I think you're right. They don't. They just say it's because I said so. Don't do that because I said yeah. so. And I I just believe that children should be. 
I don't know, brought up just to question things more, mm -hmm. just to mm -hmm. question what's right, what's wrong. I mean, it's like when you see kids who say, you know, but, and then the parents just say, well, don't talk back to me because I'm your mother, you know, mm. just because the mother knows what's right. Mm. And so the child just always believes that's what's the right thing to do. Well, of course. I mean, that's why we have generations of racial hatred. That's why we have generations of religious intolerance. Children are not born sexist, racist. Children are born completely unprejudiced. They are Neut born neutral. And that is the same with regard to the animal, uh, relating the, the animal kingdom. Children innately relate to animals. You know, we all do. People do too. We have an imme immense amount of compassion for animals. It's just confusion and lack of education and lack of awareness. And, um, and that's what, it's just about awareness. Like I don't, even, I like I try to say education as well, but I'm not coming across like I'm, I'm a teacher or I'm a professional yeah. or I'm superior than you. I'm just trying to spread this a message. I'm just trying to to tell people what I was told. I was, you know, I was just as 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 morally confused until somebody woke me up, and um, I'm very grateful that they woke me up. All of the people who had a hand in waking me up, um, and then once I realized I had the power to become vegan and to you know, I can't do anything about the past. I can't do anything about my past life. I can't dwell on it. I can't torture myself with guilt. I can only learn from it and I can only get hope from it. I mean, I was well into my 30s before I woke up to this. So anybody can do it at any age and it counts from the second you do it. It counts right from that second. And the more people we can wake up to this, the better. And it's not about being superior. So I like I like your attitude. I like the way you talk to the other kids. You know, we, we, we need to be, unfortunately, we need to be diplomatic. We need to be patient. We, we have no choice. Yeah. I mean, I my veganism is a choice, but I see, I see, I mean, being a vegan is, I, I see it as an obligation. I see it as though I have to do it because it's the right thing to do. Yes. That's basically the bottom line. Yeah, once you know the truth, it's not a choice anymore. It's an obligation. Mm -hmm. But luckily, it's a choice anybody can make, you know, with regard to most circumstances. Anybody listening to this can make. You know, obviously, like I say, people who are in places of starvation and war and are living from hand, like, you know, Gary Francione says when people ask him if we were on a desert island and, you know, you yeah. had to eat. Okay, so we know what we, when, we, when we're talking, I hope everybody realizes and doesn't, you know, get, get too fussy that when we say it's, it's a choice, we mean, you know, if you have the power to make that choice, which most of us on this earth do. And I don't care what country you live in, the majority of quote-unquote third world or underdeveloped countries have an immense array of, of vegan food. I mean, where do, where do all these lentils and, you know, in, in Iraq and Iran, I mean, they have all these amazing vegan dishes. I get so many dishes online from, that, and I don't, they're not even called vegan. They're just the Turkish yeah. recipe, the Turkish lentil recipe or this or that. So, you know, vegan. And often they're a lot healthier as well. Yeah. So it just, that's another side of it. Yeah, it's that, that, that it's a bonus but I do I mean we're especially in our society as well I mean we live in a country that makes the majority of its living from animal agriculture and a lot of the kids that you go to school with must have uncles or grandfathers or somebody who's a farmer or a sheep farmer or a wool importer or you know so it's in it's all intertwined in our economics yeah I mean especially like in New Zealand I mean mm. 
when a lot of a lot of New Zealanders farming. I mean, it's just natural land. I mean, when you drive down a country road and you see the cute little lambs that have just been born, you see the animals. I mean, I mean, they're pretty peaceful for the conditions they're under. I mean, they're in they're in a. I mean, you don't see them in the slaughterhouses being. Exactly. Killed. I mean, you see. I mean, that's relatively peaceful, really. Mm -hmm. I just remember, like, when I was young, driving past farms and just seeing quite happy animals. But you don't relate that to what's on your plate, and you don't think, no. "How did this get from there to here?" And most of is is hidden. So, when they're allowed to be what they should be allowed to be, their whole lives, which is just. Free to wander. Well, obviously they're in paddocks, so they're not free to go wherever they want. But you know, at least they have more room to move than factory farmed animals in the states. I mean, I think we need to wake people up here that our animals um, are just as. I mean, any domestication is inherently wrong, and and the fact that our our sheep get to spend a little more time in the outdoors uh, is not ethical. And um, if you've ever driven past a stock truck, well, there's a little evidence right there. I mean, I I look inside the stock trucks and you can see their eyes and um packed, packed together bunched up I mean. yeah um, yeah it's it's so the problem is we can't get people focused on the treatment like well yeah. you know because that's the problem um i know that there's a big fuss being made about these sheep going on the boat to um saudi arabia yeah, yeah. and you know until we wake people up to the fact that sheep shouldn't be domesticated and they shouldn't be commodi commodified and they shouldn't be eaten at all it's really it just doesn't work i mean anyway you're better off spending your trying your time trying to educate people why it's ethically wrong to eat animals and Period. use their products rather than just giving them a better life i mean yeah and and it's and it's yeah. really not it's not a better life i'm glad that you're i'm glad that you are um aware of that um aspect of it and that you that you are talking about are talking about that i to be honest william i really have not had any direct interaction with anybody since i came home who is um and 100 the way i feel that i am 100% dedicated to the spread of vegan abolition and and not yeah. support not in any way supportive of 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 you know any kind of welfare i just uh, you know i have a lot of disagreements about that but i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. i mean it's just like um, a lot of people just see the welfare as also justifying mm. ethical treatment of animals yeah. when it's not they it's mm. just trying to make them feel better about eating their chicken, their pork, yeah. their beef. It's just a way of trying to make themselves feel better when they know when mm -hmm. deep down they know it's wrong. Exactly. And the sad thing is it is making pe people feel better. It is making people feel fine about eating animals. And nothing's going to change if we continue to perpetrate that. So until no matter what I do and I want you to also try to remember this just as long as you um, just do what you're doing, that, that's the best thing that you can do. And believe me, I strongly feel like you're making a difference. You're, you're, you know, and I think that the fact that there are teenagers is actually work, works in your favor. Young people can be more open-minded. Yes, they can be stupid and immature, but you know, if you get them alone 
I think in the group situation, especially the boys, yeah. the boys have an image and they want to be all tough and stuff. But if you if you get a little one on one time with some of your friends, I bet you they'll be a little more honest with you. I mean, any of them who have dogs or cats, you know, you can get them to think about their dog or their cat. Yeah, and they 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 just bring up the whole issue of. I would never eat a dog, or I would never eat a cat. You know, which mm, is mm. it's. But why do you say to them, "Well, why do you eat a sheep?" What's their answer when when you say, "Well, what? Why do you eat sheep?" Do they have an answer? I I I've just heard really really cruel answers of just, mm. well, you know, they're dumb animals. They're ugly. They deserve to die. Just really painful, hurtful comments like that. Mm. Yeah. That is quite painful and hurtful um, to hear that. Um, well, let's try to think of some responses to that. I and, mean, and then naturally, I say, well, you know, would you, would you like to? You know, I, I try to put them in the situation, and then they bring up the defense of that will never happen. So, I mean, it's just people; they just seem to refuse to put themselves. Well, look, I mean. In, if you to ask them, do you feel like it's fair for um, your, you know, an entire family down to the baby to be lined up against a wall and shot? Would you want your entire family to be lined up against a wall and shot? And they say, well, that would never happen to me. Well, does that make it okay that it's happening to some families in other parts of the world with political um, upheaval and violence? Does that make it okay? Because that's an illogical argument. I mean, the fact that it's not going to happen to you personally doesn't make it okay. So if you say, do you think it's okay for a little child to be raped? Um, well, that has that didn't happen to me when I was a little child. Well, is that okay if it happens to another child just because it didn't happen to you? No, it's a completely illogical, illogical thing to say. But I think as a lot of it's a knee-jerk reaction. Perhaps they're trying to get a rise out of you. Perhaps they're trying to avoid talking about the serious issue. They don't want to think about it, William. Yeah, I, I'm. I know. I know deep down they know it's wrong, but mm. that that you know they will never because they like the taste of meat. They like wearing mm. leather. They, mm. I mean, mm. it's they just see using animals as a benefit. So you yeah. know, I mean, if they're not getting hurt and their lives are fine, so you know they don't see that, that the point that there is nothing wrong with using animals if they're not getting hurt. Yes, I know um, that that's that's what they say, um, but um, in reality, if they really knew the the extent, um, I think very few of them would continue on that way. Um, there are people who have absolutely no empathy for animals, um, and um, you know those are the people that well we. There's not a lot we can do about those people, but you'll you'll learn the people who do have empathy, and those are the people you'll be able to engage in a little more dialogue with. Those are the people you'll be able to influence. And so, if anybody really does turn around and say, you know, I think it's fine that all animals are our slaves, and I, you know, whatever. I mean, well, you know, I mean, you can do your best with them, but just realize that there are plenty of other people who don't feel that way, and, and that's why I say sometimes you have to get them alone because in a group situation, um, especially a um, bunch of you know teenage guys, they might want to try to out-cool each other, and the, and everybody's too scared to go against the crowd anyway. Yeah, I, I, I usually just, I usually talk about the issue with people alone, and okay. I, you know, I talk about it to guys and girls, I mean, mm. the response is different, guys are usually all defensive and they say it's not wrong, girls mm. will admit it's wrong, but mm. 
they still can't live without leather or meat. Yeah, which is not true. <laughs> they can live without it. They just don't want to because they haven't realized um, that um, it's um, not right. Now, when I talk about talking one-on-one, -on -one, uh, what I mean is like if you if you get into a, di into a deep dialogue, sometimes you you know you can only do that. But I do still believe that it's it's useful to address a group um, if you can get their attention. So I know you're going to do a speech, uh, correct? Are you still planning on doing your speech about veganism? Uh, yes, I would. Fantastic. Yeah, my main point is just to educate my English class about mm. veganism and why, Fantastic. and the ethics behind it, and why, Fantastic. why, why for myself certainly why I am a vegan, and hopefully, they can think about that. I think that's great. I can't wait to hear about how the how the speech goes. And w with regard to what I was saying, you know, before, I just want to make it clear to anybody listening that um I still think when, when somebody, you know, provides you with an illogical answer such as they're dumb animals, they should suffer. Um you know, you can get them on the logic. You can say, you know, how does being dumb and and being made to suffer, how is that um justifiable what's the logic behind that you know justify the fact that the animal's dumb to the fact that it's allowed to be tortured and they they can't come up with a lot you know you can get them on the logic okay so they can say stupid illogical things but if you attack their intellectual side of it eventually they may give up um, and they may not um, even say those types of things because they re they'll realize it doesn't work to say that to you I think I need to practice what to do with regard to yeah. if people say things like that to me it's all about practicing because sometimes somebody will say something and it'll just I'll just be I'll just be left standing there with my mouth open and I think to myself how am I going to handle that question next time so now that you've told me somebody said, you know, they're they're just dumb animals and they deserve to die, well, I'm going to try to address that because I may get that. And I think that it's with regard to somebody who's sending, saying something like that, um, I would just attack the logic behind it um, because maybe they're just doing it to get a rise. Maybe they're just doing it to be um, a, a smarty. Um, or maybe they really they believe it. Be or yeah. they don't want to be wrong. Or maybe they really believe it. But either way, you can get to the logic behind it. Yeah. Um, because what we're saying is very logical as far as I'm concerned. Anybody can recognize that, you know. Um, oh gosh, there's so much, so much to, so much to do. Um, when are you doing your speech? Well, uh, my English teacher is just, he's just shortened the time span that we have to complete it. It's due mm. on Wednesday, so. Oh, wow. And is I'll that when you're going to present it? Well, yeah, it'll be this week. It'll be this week, okay. Um, how long is it going to be, approximately? How long have they given you to discuss this? Um, time limit is between three and five minutes, so... Oh, okay. It's not very long. I wish you the best. And you know what? That's going to be a great learning experience for you as well. That's going to be a great <laughs> learning experience for you. Maybe... Thanks. Maybe you can come on and do your speech. Um, uh, come on the show and do your speech. Um, Hopefully, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be great. Well, I I hope that you um, keep in touch with me, and I hope you come on the show again. Um, but you know, no matter what happens, um, I just want to uh, commend you for, first of all, sticking up to everybody at your school, um, and for making the point. Um, 
Obviously, you made some kind of point, and you know, even if we want to say it was only because of this, they still let you still wearing your shoes. So I'm very glad for you that you can go to school every day and not have to suffer、um, distress over that. So I'm I'm just glad that it's that it didn't end up being、um, any worse than it was. I wish it could have been、yeah. better. And, I'm happy too. Yeah, I'm glad. And so,、um, good luck with your speech, and please um, tell um, you know uh, your. Um, Your school、um, that you're going to be on this podcast, and、um, tell your teachers that you are going to be on it. And if any of them want to come on it and talk about what happened that day when you tried to、uh, sh- to make a point, an ethical point, you know, I have an open invitation to all of them. And、um, I really hope that they take us up on that. Yeah, it's just all about education. Absolutely. So it's really good to have you on the show, and I hope that you can come back on again. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. All right. Good luck with your speech. Let me know how it goes. Thanks. Okay. Bye now. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the interview with William Paul. I think he was a great、um, example for his school, and we will see what happens, if anything, with the、um, issue. The fact that he is allowed to wear his shoes is is a positive thing for him. He can get on with his life, and We will just see what happens there. I've invited the. I've written a letter to the school,、um, inviting them to discuss it with me, and I've written a letter to Campbell Live TV, and I'm really um, encouraging um, people to first of all tell me how on earth、um, what's the best way to write letters to the papers.、Um, how do you go about getting a topic up there? I guess I could just email the Herald, and then you just ask them. Any advice on on that?、Um, I'm not getting my hopes up terribly that that they're going to pick up on the story.、Um, I think that a lot of people who have talked to me about it are right. The papers are looking for sensationalism, and if he had been expelled, then maybe we would have a story. I'm glad he didn't get expelled.、Um, I think that we want to we don't want to make an enemy of the school. We don't want to blacklist the school. I'm really trying to get the school. What I'm really trying to do with this, if I could have my way, would be to. Have、um, William interviewed by、um, the TV show to bring up what I think is an extremely relevant issue, and also to present, you know, because he he is、um, he's very into、um, just talking to people about veganism,、um, using logic and and things like that, which I think is really important.、Um, people often mistake、uh, animal rights activists as illogical. And irrational, and it's actually very, very rational to support animal rights. It's very rational. Just because some people behave irrationally does not mean that we should all be condemned as irrational. So I'm really trying to change that image, and I think this would be a great place to start, especially somebody so young and so articulate,、um, who has actually had to deal with a an issue. I think that this is a valid, relevant issue. I wish that we could get this out there. May not happen, but we're we're going to try. So, any suggestions on on how to get in touch with the Auckland Herald or the New Zealand Herald, I should say,、um, with regard to just even presenting an idea? I'm sure I'll just I'll just email the main page, I guess.、Um, I have already written to Campbell Live, and I'm going to call them tomorrow and just、um, ask them if you know they received my email and if they did, did they read it? Because if they don't reply to me, I'm going to call them because I want to know、um, that they received it. If they decide to reject the story, that's fine, but I don't want it to just be dumped in a In the trash because I know how it works. They get a lot of emails.、Um, I did try to call them and actually talk to discuss the story, and they were too busy to talk to me, so I had to email it. And with regard to the school,、um, 
I don't know if the school's going to take up my invitation to come on my show, but you know these are the things that we can try to do. I think that this is worth it. Um, I think this is a, a an effective form of getting getting a very important uh, message out there and presenting a, a logical and um, and presenting an image of how we, you know, this is this is very serious. I. I think it's a very serious issue. I hope that if there are any other young people who have been through this in um, institutions, educational institutions and things like that, that they do, that they will have a voice and that it will be given just as much respect as religion or other types of things. I've had a lot of great help from um, uh, people here who are very knowledgeable about um, law, um, which I'm not, and they are knowledge about the Human Rights um, Act and how it works and things like that. Well, it hasn't got to that level um, with this case because this, the, the, he was allowed to keep going to school, but if it ever did get to that level and if we ever did had to, if a school did expel somebody over this, I would really hope that those people would um, be still be available uh, with their knowledge, and I'm sure they will, and I really appreciate all the help that I got. Um, I'm not good with that kind of thing. I freely admit it. So um, I don't know. You know, I'm not very good at reading legal legal speak and things like that. And it is important. I mean, these are the kinds of issues that are important, like such as getting vegan food in schools where they have mandatory lunches at school, getting vegan uh, um, food in prisons, uh, where you know that you know in controlled environments. I think that the ethics um, of a vegan needs to be given just as much consideration as the religious. Um, decisions of, of somebody who follows a certain religion so that's why I'm I was wanting to interview William um, it was one of the reasons another reason was because he is um, just a great inspiration to me and I hope he's an inspiration to other people that are listening and I hope that if he's got any friends who are listening to the show that they just realize that you know um, well he's um, he's on to a good thing and I hope that you take a little time to maybe think about some of the things that he might have to say. Um, and if you have any questions or comments, please email me, um, nzveganpodcast at me.com. And the blog spot is nzveganpodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, any comments, uh, criticism about the, the, the subject matter. I, I'm interested in opening up a dialogue about this. I think it's an important issue and I hope that we do find the need to address it more and more until it gets to a point where vegans are respected for their decisions, including an institution such as this. And um, like he said in his email to me, he wasn't trying to veganize the tuck shop. He was just trying to control what he wore on his body. And um, I want to commend the school for allowing him to do it, but I'd like to have a discussion with the school as to how it was handled and how they can better handle it in the future. All right, thanks for listening. I'll be back next week. Bye.